Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. Hi, I'm Timo Solana, and you're listening to Missing Curfew. I've seen you play tennis and you became buddies with Roger Federer. How did that relationship come together? I know you guys became pretty good buddies over the years. Yeah, you know what? Uh, actually, so my good buddy, Jarko Niemine, was uh, in the tour like 14 years. And uh, so every time when, uh, when they came to Indian Wells, I, I went there, spent a couple of days and and then I got no Roger. And I didn't know that, uh, you know, he, he was big, uh, not a hockey fan, but on the road, he, he used to play PlayStation. And his uh, Swedish coach was big hockey fan. So they always play, play, played that uh, EA Sport Hockey NHL. And I don't know, like he, he actually, he's, he, ha, he has born uh, 8-8-81. So eight has been his number, his number as well. And then when he played uh, that, that, that PlayStation, he realized that I was very fast and I scored the goals in that game. <laughs> so then that's how he got to know me, even we, we, we never met, but he told me the story actually about, and that's we became uh, friends and last 10 years we have know each other pretty well. And I go sometimes when, the, when he comes here, I go to his house and spend the afternoon. And so I'm the greatest guy, you know, like I've met a lot of great athletes, but this is by far the number one. What's it like taking a forehand or like a serve from him? Do you play it? You, you, I'm sure you played with him. Yeah, you know what? I can usually I don't yeah. say a lot of good things about my by myself, but uh, I'm the only guy who has he has never beat. So we played. <laughs> so so when Yarko Yarko played his last match uh, in Helsinki in front of fifteen thousand people, I don't know why he thought that they can sell the, the, the full house. So they said, "How about if you and me play against Federer and Peter Forsberg?" Okay. front of 15,000 people, so we're gonna create maybe more hockey fans in the stands. We sold that thing in four hours. Wow. And not because of us. Obviously, Roger, he doesn't do that very often, <laughs> yeah. but so me and Jarko, we beat uh, Forsberg and Federer 6-4, and, and uh, I always try to remind Roger that, that I'm still the guy that you haven't beat. beat <laughs> yeah. and, and he's like, come on, we have to take a rematch. I said, no fucking no chance. No fucking chance. No. Tamo, I wanted to ask you about, you know, you come to the NHL, you score 76 as a rookie. And I just like, I played with you when I was a rookie. And I just always thought that, like, what did you think when you first came over here, straight into it with that much success? Obviously, the city of Winnipeg, they still love you this day. Was it just like, you know, holy shit? Or, or what were you thinking when you had that much success early? Well, let's go back a little bit. Uh, uh, when I was 18, I got drafted and, and I came, I was in the army. I was serving my, in Finland, we have a, a mandatory army service. So I, I, I came to training camp in, uh, in uh, actually to Winnipeg, went to the Moncton, Moncton. Yeah. And uh, you know, I realized like how, first of all, this is the funniest story. I went there and I think still at the time, you know, the, the indiva, indiva, uh, invitation was that, uh, make sure you take your golf clubs with you. Because the, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. the guys Winnipeg. played golf after every practice in the training camp. It was 30 days training camp. 
But to be honest, I remember they always, the old guys were overweight, and you know, I thought that uh, is this really yeah. age? They went to camp to get shape. Yeah, I, you yeah. know, I, I was like already like skating four weeks with my team. I was unbelievable shape. <laughs> So then after the practice, we do those back skating, like lines, like blue line, red line, back, blue line, all the way. And I always used to go full speed. So when I was coming back the last time, they were still coming to the blue line. Mm. And, they, they, and, and those guys got mad. And, and the assistant coach came to me and said, hey, 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 hey. Slow down. But anyway, I, uh, so I was there only two weeks and I, I played one exhibition game against, against uh, Minnesota. But then I was supposed to come next day, no, I mean next year uh, to NHL. I broke my leg, but they, they invited me to the playoffs and uh, they played first round against uh, Oilers. And I always remember I, I watched those two games and I was shaking after the the games. I thought there's no way I can play in this league. Yeah. It was so violent. <laughs> it was so tough. It was the like I, I was scared. I said I I, I called my dad. I said I don't know if I can play this. These guys are they are animals. Like they, you know, but I went <laughs> home. Like I hockey. went home, and and that was so big motivation boost for me. As you know what, I got. If I'm gonna play in this league, I gotta, I gotta do a lot of more work, and I gotta be ready because these guys are. This is like it's a war out there, and obviously, Winnipeg and and, and Oilers. That was like, uh, you know, play play of yeah. hockey is different hockey. Yeah. But so I came, I was 22 when I came to the league, so I wasn't like a normal rookie anymore. Oh, okay. But obviously we didn't have a great team, so I got right away in the first first line, I played with the best players, and Phil Housley, who was, who probably passed like 50 goals. Like we have this set up place and you know, and there's no scouting like a like a video like like now. Yeah. I, I, I feel it's be, over coaching nice. right that now. That would have been nice, no video. I would like that. I saw one time <laughs> that after the game, somebody gave like a VHS uh, tape for yeah. somebody like, and, and and we are like, what is that? Oh, it's a, <laughs> it was a other porno. team's uh, power play. We had a power play. I don't think a lot of teams figure out our power play until Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was different era, but obviously you know what? I, I the confidence what I got right away, and uh, and things started going so. Well, it was like a snowball going down the hill. I got more confident. But obviously 76 goals, I could never, never in my wildest dreams to think about yeah. that I can do that. Do you remember your rookie party? Because I got a rookie story party of mine about you. But do you remember your rookie party in Winnipeg, where it was or who? You know, do you remember any of that? Yeah, it was uh, <clears throat> actually, we, I think we had a six rookies because oh. it, that was the time when the, they opened the borders in Russia. So we had a, we had a, Six guys total. It's a Baron Steakhouse, steakhouse in Tampa Bay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. <coughs> and uh, nice wine list. There. Yeah, great wine. It's list. unbelievable. <laughs> it is. Yes. <laughs> but a, but a uh, it was kind of pretty easy. Uh, we just have to sing and and tell a couple of jokes and stuff. And I think the bill was only like five hundred fifty bucks, <laughs> which is like oh, we were so lucky. Uh, but I always remember our our captain was Troy Murray. Okay. And uh, after a couple of wines, like he, I don't know where he got this trick, but uh, he ate actually the the, uh, the wine glass. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I'm not I'm not joking. He took the glass like this. He bite like this. <laughs> then 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 another piece. 
and only that uh, that leg was left anymore. I'm like, oh, dude, what are you doing? But but it was funny because that year was the first year that they didn't do the shaving and and yeah. for the rookies. So I was actually we were lucky that we we got a pretty yeah, good uh, treatment. Yeah. No, yeah. I know. So for, so for mine, I want to get into the Stanley Cup team that I was a part of with you. We'll get to that. Um, but my rookie party was in Dallas. And we had an unbelievable start. Remember, we won you know ten or thirteen straight to get it going. And I was lucky enough to sit in the corner with Flash and Getsy and Prongs was over there. So I just remember I was at my rookie dinner at what's the state calls in Dallas, Earl and Sam's or Sam's and uh, it's yeah yeah um, Nick and Sam's, Nick and Nick Sam's and or something yeah, like Nick that. Right? Yeah, so I'm like having a great time and just enjoying it. And this beauty over here orders two steaks. He had like the, the rib on. <laughs> Do you remember that? I'm like, I'm like, what a legend. I'm like, boys, pets, table just ordered two yeah. steaks. That's fucking nationally mm. moved right there. And the lobster tail. And, and, and I, I used to order one Louis thirteen. Yeah, she did. And then, you know, we had shots yeah. with the rookies and, and uh, obviously that was like 2,500 20, uh, bottle. <laughs> but, uh, and then I always offered that uh, one of the yeah. rookies, but they never wanted to take it, so I kept it. <laughs> <laughs> Have another. Yeah, oh, I'm good. Okay, I'll take another. That is good stuff. Um, yeah, no, that was, that was one of the best. I mean, I always told my rookies, after my crew went on, like, I'm like, it's going to cost you a bit of money here, boys, but it's going to be the, one of the best nights of your career. Like, I just remember that. I don't know if you remember the practice the next day in Dallas, but I just remember one guy, we, I won't mention his name, but we made him go to the back of the line the entire practice. Remember? I he, think it was a defenseman. It was well, a right? defenseman. He, remember he couldn't get dressed? <laughs> he couldn't put his gear on. But. They can get wild and they can do whatever they want. At, the, at, the, at least they felt like that way. <laughs> and, you know, I, I think for them, it was not like, wow, this is the NHL players. Yeah. They're just environment that people are having fun and they enjoy the time together. I always remember when my, my boys were like like first or second grader and, and they asked in school, what your father is doing for a living? So it, it was my son's turn, he's, he's like, um, I don't really know. Um, sometimes he plays hockey, sometimes he, he goes golf. And, and the teacher said, well, that's not the, really the job. But he, he couldn't explain to, to the teacher that actually <laughs> it is my job <laughs> but uh, but those are, those are great me memories and I always remember the Stanley Cup here uh, especially my youngest boy Levi we were down against Columbus uh, three nothing after second and Carla was he went bananas yeah. he start yelling uh, like you know how, yeah, how, yeah, uh, yeah, sure and motivate the guys to you know uh, do better and then all of a sudden during the seven minutes before we went, we went to third period door opens randy's yell, yelling and lady comes and and says dad i said get up get up and he looks the coach okay and like randy's like what the fuck is that so then you know he went to the coach's office and i, I said boys boys we better win this match <laughs> and we won four three yeah. And then Carl like came after the game, he was in good mood. Yeah. Where where's the fucking our security? <laughs> this is unbelievable. <laughs> but I, I you know what I think my boys and everybody who has a chance to come hang around the locker room, uh, uh, they some point they realize, you know what, what a special yeah. time that was. And I always remember two thousand seven we won the cup. We are celebrating in a in a you know mid mid eyes with the with the Stanley Cup and other end, my two boys, uh, Brad May's son, 
Niedermeyer boys, they were just shooting pucks in the net. They didn't care about winning Stanley Cup. <laughs> so we were just, just like, it was just like, it was their game. Yeah, you know? yeah. So. No, and, and when I saw your kids as a rookie bounce around, then as, you know, summer skates went on, Getsy's kids would show up. And it's something that me and Uppy and Broadway didn't really get to, you know, enjoy as a player, right? We, we never had kids. So it's one of those things looking back that was, was pretty cool, I'm sure. But, and I know how much Getsy respects you and how much you've done for him. And you've seen him grow and, just what can you say about him now and, and what he's done and what he means to you? He's just, he means a lot to me, Getz. Yeah, I, I always remember when Getz and Perry game <clears throat> and I saw how much talent and, and, and uh, how, how good they, I, I could see right away how good these guys can be. And obviously they, they were a big part of the Stanley Cup team and, and they, uh, but I, I think Ryan Getzloff is so good. I could put him in, on his best day. I don't think there's, another player like him you know mm -hmm. I always remember like the one uh, playoff series against I think they played against Oilers uh, and uh, he was machine you know mm -hmm. for some reason I I expecting more from Getty and uh, he, I think he's a little bit inconsistent about uh, emotionally I think and but like I said like if I put all the best players on the best day against each other, I I, I choose Ryan Getzloff. He, he he can do everything. He can fight. He can hit. He can be mean. He's unbelievable skills. He can see the game well. He's a good skater. He's just like machine, you know. But I feel sorry for him right now. Like yeah. he's uh, like playing the team that you know it's just rebuilding, and and you can kind of see that his excitement level is not really right there. Yeah. And and it's a different obviously era right now, but. Getsy, you know, he's a he's a great guy, and, and we and we have a lot had a great time together, and uh, he's gonna be in the Hall of Fame one day, and I'm very proud of him what he has done. Yeah, me too. And and I've I've had this conversation with Getsy, and I know it means a lot for him to play for only the Ducks, and I get that, but I I think it's I'd like time. to see him go for maybe one more playoff As run and I. get re-energized and play yeah. on a good team and and be part of you know getting that Stanley Cup for a different organization maybe. Yeah, and I, I think you know sometimes some way like when you win your first. Stanley Cup your first year. Yeah. You probably think that I'm going to win three, four, five, four, four. Or, or when you score 76. Yeah. 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 And, and then, you know, we had a we had a really good team, uh, maybe uh, seven, eight more years. Yeah, you guys. And, and I, I really was expecting we're going to win another one. It didn't happen. And now, like, now he has to, like I said, excitement. When it's not there, you can be only like average. Yeah. So that's why, I, personally, I like to see him as well to go somewhere where he can make a difference, you know. Yeah. And obviously, I don't think he can score 100 points anymore, uh, but he can be a big factor when he gets excited and he can help any team so many different ways. Long, long time, yeah. cars were one of my biggest passions. I had 43 cars at the one time. <laughs> Which is kind of like <laughs> stupid, no, crazy. It's, it's, but, legendary. it's legendary. But to be honest, my, my dream was always wake up. But this this sounds very bad. But no, no, but uh, my dream was when I was a young guy that I wake up in the beautiful place and weather, and I have a problem to pick up the right car. <laughs> and uh, I was uh, kind of living that dream, you know. And uh, and uh, luckily, I don't. I'm not anymore like that but I still love the cars but like you said I think our team and I think Dallas as well Dallas, Dallas. have the best cars and, and I, all the players love that you know yeah, they always yeah. go oh, what are you driving now you know but I think uh, 
Well, get like I said, Getsy loves the car. He, he has a, he always drive driving nice cars. But now, even now, I think there's a there's a guys who has a nice Bentleys and and yeah. and, and I think uh, Sergey Federer have a he had a nice Ferrari. You know, he did like have a Paul Korea. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we can talk for days and we should talk about talk, it. Yeah, let's it, touch it he was my favorite yeah. player growing yeah. up and I got to play with him. I remember where I was when I got the, the text from my agent that we that Nashville, you know, signed Paul Korea and it was just for me like it was everything. And then getting to know him, you know, you learn so much about what makes a guy tick and PK is so unique, you know, from the way he takes care of his body to oh. the to the way he walks to the rink, well, he won't walk to the rink. He'll take a car, even if it's across the street. He wants to save his legs. Won't walk up this. <laughs> won't walk up the stairs on a game day. No, not a chance. Smart. You know, it's it's so routine with him. Um, and he sleep in a different room other than his wife on the game days too. He, of course, he doesn't yeah. want any any disturbing. You know. <laughs> yeah. So so how you and I, sure. how how did you guys click so much? Because you're you're not so much like that. Maybe that's why you guys did click. You were good for each other. I think we both learned a lot from each other. Yeah. You know, and I always remember the first time when uh, when uh, I got traded. Uh, I met a team in uh, Long Island, and when we got to the bus to the hotel, he ran to the uh, inside so he doesn't have to sign autographs. So then we got the room, and, and he takes off, and he goes check out the exits, how he can sneak out from the hotel to not to meet anybody or fans. And I looked at Liv and said, dude, that's a tough life, you know, that's yeah. not, you know, like, you gotta loosen up, you know. Every night he went to bed 10 o'clock, doesn't matter if it's East, east uh, Coast time or our time here. 10 o'clock, mouth guard on, wrist brace on, and I said, it's seven o'clock in California, like even my kids doesn't go to bed this time. But he had, a, like you said, he had a routines, routines, routines. And, I, and it was so funny because he, he had the wrist, uh, wristband on. Like, and I asked, what are you doing? He said, well, one time I was sleeping like this and my wrist was sore a couple of weeks, so I don't want to take any chance. <laughs> so then we had a one, a one day trip to Phoenix and uh, I took my, my son's uh, little uh, shin pads. So right when he started putting the wristbands on, <laughs> I took my machine pads and I, I stopped running with tape and he looks, what are you doing? I said, well, I heard, I heard my knee one time I was sleeping, so I don't want to take it. He's like, you son of a bitch. You got so mad. But like you said, he, everything what he does, it's 100%. Like everything has to be so perfect. Even when he, when he eats, he chews his food 40 times. Yeah. He took forever. I said, "Let's go." <laughs> but and, uh, taping his shin pads, the same amount of rolls, the same on his knob. He was hey, his, his knob. He, when he cut his uh, sticks, first of all, he it, looks it looks like ten minutes. It had to be perfect, and then he was taping another ten minutes. I'm like, God, this <laughs> poor guy has a tough life. <laughs> uh, but uh, it worked for him. You know, poor Val. Poor Val. To see oh. that every day. I mean. That's his hey, has yeah. any any other player take uh, so much uh, shit uh, from the from the teammates and Paul career? I don't think so. Not, Not a, a chance. Close. Yeah. Now, did he love it? Like when you would chirp him? He, he, lo oh, yeah, oh, yeah, he yeah, loves so, it. He doesn't yeah, mind. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. mind. Yeah. Incredible athlete. Do you still see yeah. him? Do you surf oh with yeah, him? Do you surf with him or you, you know what? I only surf a couple of times with yeah. him. But uh, yeah, we go to dinners. He, he first of all, he knows all the best restaurants, to sushi places and. 
and and places like it's almost like you can't even find yeah and Hidden then gems, he, yeah. And like so he has a passion for food but he still lives in his bubble he surf every day and very meditate every day and work work out every day have a nap every day yeah. and, <laughs> that's crazy. and uh, but you know i'm so happy for him he's yeah. uh, he's happy and that's what it takes. I, I want to talk about Tamu's pregame ritual. It's a little bit different than that. So T, T would come in what maybe ten minutes before warm up or so. Or first what? of all, first of all, my I couldn't be the guy that who comes even two hours no, before yeah, the game. Yeah. I try to be if, if you have a seven o'clock game, it was five twenty meeting. Uh, meeting. So I try to game like five ten. And and I changed and and those meetings. I I thought we have way too many meetings. <laughs> We would go over and over, same sheet. I'm like, really? Like, you, yeah. like, we got this, yeah, okay. Yeah, give me the puck, I yeah. got it, give me the puck. <laughs> so, so then I start, I, and then I just went to watch TV or something, and then uh, I start stretching, uh, uh, if, if the warm-up was 6, tw- 6 yeah, 6.30? 6.30 probably. So 6.10 I start stretching, like 10, 15 minutes, and then when it was four minutes to go, to the warm up, I start dressing yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want to be a little hurry. So that was the, for me, like now it's time. Game on. To game on. Yeah. And one thing you did that I, I took from you throughout my career is you would come in at that time and while you were getting ready, then you would go around the room. You would go up, all right, here we go, up, Obi, and you would go to every single guy. Yeah. And it was something my rookie year that just like, it engaged our whole room, all right? Flash is in here, he's doing his thing. And then to me, as a rook, I was like, all right, now it's time to get serious. Was that something you always did or someone passed on to you? Yeah, when I was young and I played in Finnish League, we had one teammate who did the same thing and I, I felt that I was great. Yeah, I was like, It was a little bit, a uh, little bit, uh, let's go, Obi, let's yeah. do this. Let's, uh, so I think it just gave a little more boost for the team and, and a good feeling. And, and and I tried to make jokes too. I always said, young guys, yeah. hey guys, we play well. There's so many beautiful yeah, yeah. single girls there. Yeah, that's you huge. play well. <laughs> they wait, 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 you somewhere here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be like, Obi, we win the night. There's girls everywhere, buddy. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, come on, boys. I'm like, Timo, get two and one for the boys so we can blow it after the Sharkies. <laughs> it was something that you, and that's exactly what it did, Timo. It just, it engaged our dressing room. It brought us together. And it was like, all right, it's go time. You know, it was just... And the, how quick you got dressed to this day is still fucking remarkable. Did you get new socks every day? How did you get your socks on so quick? Or you already had your actual foot socks on? You already had them on. Before. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Because that was the only thing that took the longest getting out of the laundry bag and putting those on. But I, Brad Boys, I played with was the quickest to get dressed. Yeah. I swear it would. So we would go at the 16 minute mark. We'd walk. We'd start walking. He would come 18, 10, and in two <laughs> minutes, I'm talking as he pours like a full Pepsi in his cup. He could get dressed and it was, yeah, I mean, it was impressive. Everyone else is like watching you, like getting super anxious, being like, yeah, game anxiety gonna, watching him. This guy's gonna miss the game. You remember when Boise? Yeah, I'd be saying, I'm like, dude, you gonna be out there for warm up or do you not get a shot? I was saying, wait, the guys were a little nervous. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, you know. you'd make it out nervous, yeah. but then that's energy. Yeah, I was so like, let's oh. go. I was like, don't worry, Tim will be able the puck drops. He's a little late for warm up, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> the fans might be upset, but I know even there come puck drop. Well, obviously, like uh, playing tw- 20 plus years in the league, we always went to the best restaurants in every city, you know. And I always like, you know, in the Dallas, I ordered two steaks. Yeah. I always liked steaks and, yeah. and good food and wine. But even I didn't, I wasn't that big drinker like, like that. You know, I didn't party too much during the seasons. But uh, uh, that was something I said, you know, this would, it would be cool to have our own restaurant, to come and spend time, uh, have a good f- food, talk with people. So then it was, I think, uh, early 2000, it was Thanksgiving, we are in the, in the quarter club and, and 
I was just start talk, talking about that that my dream, you know, and my my golf buddy Kevin Pratt he said, I have the same same uh, uh, dream, you know. I said, how about if we start searching some locations here and. And it has to be in the PCH. It has to be like good location. And it took ten years before we found that uh, because not not very often anything comes available. Yeah. So then when we got that, and you know, it has been fun process, you know. And I'm very proud of our steakhouse. And I, you know, obviously there's a lot of bad habits when you go there, but uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. you can't go there without drinking. That's you can't go there without drinking. Yeah. And the mac and cheese is fucking deadly mac and too. cheese. The mac and cheese, steak the, tartare the food is unbelievable. They got the new patio now since COVID started too. So I've sat out in the patio. Yes, yeah. I mean, great spot. So how often, like pre-COVID, how often would you go to the restaurant? Would you go every weekend after, like how much did you try to be? I've been a couple of times and you weren't there the, the two times I was there, but would you try to go a lot before COVID? Uh, yeah, I try to be at least a couple of times a week. Couple times a week. Uh, and uh, my favorite thing is I go with my buddies to the, in the bar, watch hockey yeah. and, and have a few cocktails and have a good meal. And uh, But you know, it depends. There's a... A lot of times there's something happening happenings that I promised to go. Actually, the first first year after the season was like there's three charity things that I promised to go. So Wednesday I went there. I, I told my wife I'm gonna drive because I made a few 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 cocktails, whatever. Yeah, glass of wine. But uh, but so it, it ended up having great night. I <laughs> left my car in the valet, take a Uber home. Then next day it was another event there. I said you know what I'm not I'm not gonna drink anything tonight. Well. I left another car there. <laughs> so, so then Friday, I said, you know what, I, I'm tired. And of course, couple, after a couple of drinks, it's fun again. I left the car there again. <laughs> so then Saturday, I told my family, okay, we all go. My two boys were driving. So I said, uh, okay, whole family, we go to dinner. And then I, when we pulled in the uh, valet, the guy said, uh, Mr. Salana, you know you still have a three cars here. Right? <laughs> I said, I, I do. That's why I brought the whole family. So we brought everybody You're like, yeah, don't worry. I got 36 yeah, more at home. <laughs> See, I, I have the same problem, Flash. I, I leave my car there Friday golf. I leave it there on Friday, but I don't pick it up till Monday. So all weekend, I don't have, I don't have a car. I got to get my girlfriend to pick me up. But yeah, your steakhouse is unbelievable. I've been there a couple of times. The wine list is, it's nationally Broadway. Next time you come out, we'll take you there. And what really bothered me uh, in the old days that, you know, there's young guys. They haven't played in five, six games. Nobody tells why you're not playing. Yeah. So obviously you're working so hard after the extra, after the practice with the with one coach, and and then so many times the young guys came to ask me that team, what, what do you think I should do? You know, like uh, uh, I haven't played five games. Nobody tells me why I'm not playing. You know, I'm just like losing my confidence. So well, go talk to me. Like just like I know it's it's tough sometimes, but. And then when they went and the coach didn't tell you the real answer, yeah. that really bothered me because the thing is, the truth hurts, but it's only the right way to do it because if you come to me and I'm the coach, it's one, hey, oh, but you're too soft, you're too slow in the corners, you, you, you're <laughs> not tough enough. You take too many penalties. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Until you, you clean that act, you're not gonna play. Yeah. So at least you know, right? Yeah. So I always remember uh, Marco Kiprusov. Oh, Kipper. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was uh, Aksemika's right? brother, oh. not the goalie. Okay, sorry, sorry. So he was in Montreal, one of the best skaters in, as a defenseman. So he didn't play. Nobody t told him why. So end of the practice, they made him skate like half hour. 
and he always said like I'm the, one of the best skaters in the, in the in the team and they make me skate why why they don't tell me <laughs> if I'm soft or I'm bad in the battles why I don't work that yeah instead skate I know how to skate yeah. <laughs> speed's not my problem it's here, just old old school thing if you don't play you backstage. I know yeah. why fuck <laughs> And then you get in the game, you're still not a game shape. You're like, why have I been bagging for the last two exactly. weeks? Exactly. Did a lot of it's that in my day, Oves. Fuck. Done a lot of that. But no, the backscape, that's that was like the story of my uh, career in New Jersey. I think I played 30 <laughs> games that year and getting bagged. But luckily, I had Ryan Klo. And Chloe was unbelievable with it because, like, he'd do the back skate with me. And once he wasn't able to do it, he'd be like, all right, Hazy, you're done. So well, I understand that whole aspect of, like, the coach. I hated it when they give you the – the phony answer like i got one time you got to work on your stops and starts i was like i'm in the fucking nhl you don't think i can stop and start yeah. but it just i don't know i don't know what these guys are doing but like you said it's hard to do with the personalities uh, chris pronger was a guy that we've had on the show and, and prongs was good to me as a rookie and i always wondered from your perspective when they brought him in and just what he you know playing with him what he makes the team how was it dealing with with prongs day in and day out and just as a teammate you know what first of all the pronger was probably the toughest player i ever played against and i think he was first guy and only guy that i got really personal in the on the ice and, and even in the olympics in in 2006 uh, after first period against canada the lower our locker rooms were very close to each other and we were we, we stayed there yelling like 10 minutes and he tried to get to get to me and there's people you know protecting yeah, you know and, and, and we are just throwing bombs to each other and everything and, and every game like he the way how he played he was so evil he used the stick like a weapon he was just dirty player and I, I always I knew when I'd be playing against St. Louis because it's not gonna be a fun day yeah. you know? and he played always against me and and those rules in the old days you know like a lot of times I went around him and he just hooked me and I, and then I start yelling referees and they, they're like what and <laughs> and he's yelling me like what a whiner you're like I said you don't know how even how to play the game. You know? Shut <laughs> up. So it, it got it got it got pretty personal. And I played with his brothers. They're a great family. I knew he's a great Sean guy. Sean Parker's a great guy, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and so is Chris, you know. But yeah, I didn't I know him that, that part because I I didn't really I didn't want to know. I thought it was a jerk, you know. Yeah, you just hated him. So then, you know, when uh, uh, after the 2005 2006, you know, Brian Burke said I'm gonna go after some big big. Uh, uh, Big guy, if, if if I can, and I took the pay cut so we got more room in the in the in the cap, and and then I, in my birthday, July third, I got a phone call from Alex Gilchrist, yeah, and he said we got Pronger. I said, <laughs> <laughs> so I thought first, <laughs> I, I, all I right, got, trade I, me. I thought first, <laughs> I'm like, out of so, here. I thought Sean Pronger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, so I got, like, we, we got Chris Pronger. Yeah, and we already went to conference final. I knew that. Point. I knew we were gonna win, and the thing is, I always remember when I met first time uh, Bronx in the locker room before the camp. We didn't say anything. We just we went to each other and gave a big hug. <laughs> yeah. and, and you know, then you know, like like Greg, we have we, actually we became very yeah, no, good you, friends. You, guys, you know, yeah, you guys and were a great great uh, uh, respect to each other and stuff. But that's why he was so good because he was the way how he played he make make everybody hate to play against him yeah. but that's why he's a hall of famer he's a un unbelievable player and it was great to play with him i always said you know thank god you're in my team because yeah, I, I don't have totally. to deal this with anymore but and you know the see the way how we see the game 
you know, and, and how much he helps everybody. It's, it's phenomenal. Yeah. And how much he get away with. Oh, he was the only guy that got away he with. He should get the penalty every shift. Every but because shift. he just <laughs> two, three every shift, the referees can't do that. So the thing, Table table had the best chirps for the refs ever. Like the lines of a rookie, you always give like, You're like, are they, are they paying you out here today? Are they paying you? How much? I'll buy you out. I'll buy you out. <laughs> Sometimes they need cause. Do you, want, do you need a beer too? Yeah. Like, I got only watch and drink beer. I'm going to do your job. So Table, we had... In our corner, my rookie year, it went Getzlav, Pronger, Marchant, myself, Penner, Getzlav, and then Solani in that corner. That was our corner. Who was the most hungover guy every morning? Who could you tell when he walked in? I don't want to put you on the spot, but who do you think was – you would always say this every morning to this point, one guy. It was Corey Perry. He'd be like, <laughs> oh, he'd be like, oh you look whatever. I'm like, holy fuck, Perry, you look hungover this morning. Well, like, he couldn't hide it because yeah, I was yeah. like – <laughs> I said, hey, try, just try to even show that you know you not you don't have a hangover. Yeah, the way how he walk and he was like, oh. Tim was like, you guys don't look bad, bears fuck, but you look hungover. So you talk about hundred top hundred golf courses. What's your favorite one round? Well, well, I know it's a tough question, but it is. Well, first of all, I think my favorite place to go play is the Palm Desert. Uh, oh, there's man. I go to Big Horn or, or Vintage or or Toscana or Madison. There's so many. It's a it's a dream come true for golf. But you know what? Obviously, uh, the Ducks gave me a retirement present to go three days in Augusta. Oh, that 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 was all my buddies are so jealous about that. You know that was something that you know it's hard to describe. It was, what did the Ducks give you? Ups? Uh, they gave me a picture of me in flashback <laughs> with my first goal puck that I still got in my bedroom but that's about all they gave me that's, that's a treat yeah and it was two that's weeks after, after first of all so my Finnish buddy played uh, in that year he played there and I was carrying yeah, him was in part three yeah. and I was I spent a whole week there and then after I went to home a couple of weeks and then we flew back with two of my buddies and two nights three days in Augusta National it's did it you was, stay in the cabins? Yeah, we stayed wow. in the cabins. And it, wow. it's, were the grandstands still up? Oh, yeah. Yes. Wow, that's that's a, you wow. almost felt that you were there. Wow. Yeah, really like playing. And, and the know. greens were really quick. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. What would you shoot? You know what? First of all, we played uh, We played the membership. There's no way you can go in the, in the championship. Yeah. So it's, it's, it, right? it's a way shorter. So uh, there's something like, like a 11, whole 11. It's like maybe 100 yeah. yards probably the toughest uh, tee shot on tee shot in the in in world so uh, you know I shot 80 81 81 and the, the last one was 80 and I missed the par putt for 79 so I, my goal was to, to yeah, go but like I said after tee it was that's not the real score because it's uh, it's probably like 6500 from the member cities yeah isn't it the worst when you go play somewhere and it's like it's it's set up to be like the most epic time and you just can't fucking putt or you can't like get off the tee yeah i just i just yeah, played with yeah, michael jordan this weekend <laughs> and i could not fucking putt and he can get up and down from so everywhere. how good golfer is he he's a three and he will play he'll play anyone for whatever you want to play for really? but he's, he's a three and he at his own course it's everything is is tight lies around the greens um, so if you're not a good chipper, you probably putt everything. But he has, I mean, he built hills in front of the greens and everything. It's he can chip. 
he can get literally up and down from everywhere and he uses a long putter. Well, he has a pretty good hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Not only does he have his hands, but he has like this, obviously yeah. he's the greatest yeah. of all time. Yeah. He has it up here. Yeah. His mentality when he like, like I was, I was telling this story about what he said to this caddy. He didn't say anything to the caddy. He looked at him. He was 30 yards off the green and the caddy went and pulled the pin. And I'm like, Michael, right next to the stick. And I'm like, really? and then I looked at the caddy. I'm like, why the fuck did you pull a pin? And he's like, he gave me the look. He's like, when he, when he's on there, he ain't missing. And no. it was crazy. It was, he had a stogie in his mouth the whole time. How, how many stogies? Probably 20. <laughs> 20 a day? I played 36 with him. And we passed, I mean, so we didn't wait on any tee box. Every time we pull up, and it was actually busy there that day. It was probably the busiest day they've ever had. Every, every group would step off to the side, listen to the tunes MJ's got in his cart. He pumps them in his boot box, in his, in his beat box, yeah. and would just like, you know, hey, Mike, hey, you know, play through, and we would just fuck them. Oh, really? We, we played in five hours. We played, we played 36 in five hours. That is awesome. You enjoy a nice stogie out there on the course too, right? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I love cigars, yeah, there, right? especially in the golf course. Yeah. He had the big boys too. Yeah. And like, when you look at him, you go, Fuck, okay, nice birdie. He just, he'd <laughs> smile at you with that stogie still in there and he'd just drive to the next so team. So how, like, how you got to play with him? Uh, my new boss, so I'm working for Discovery Properties. Oh, yeah, yeah. Madison yeah, Club. Yeah, I just yeah, got yeah. hired a week ago to be like, global ambassador. Um, I got to Tough, tough job, eh? Yeah, hey, someone's got to do it. I mean, I still Chil work. Chilano Bay in... Uh, yeah. Chilano, so we're going to go play there on Friday oh. with our boy Billy Quinn. Have you been there before? I have not. I've been to El Dorado. I haven't been to Chilano. And, and that, Let's do that, a trip. That, that's Beach Club in Chilano Beach. It's it's the best that there is. Best yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's like you don't want to leave there. It's just yeah. like. That's where the ladies are going to go. And then me, me and you will maybe yeah. shack up and buy a place. Podcast <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Long> take off, fella. <laughs> so I went out with my boss, JJ, and uh, we went to Baker's Bay that got demolished a year ago by a hurricane. So we played golf there with one of our good buddies who's looking at a place. And then he's like, listen, your first work trip. I got something special for you. We're gonna fly in and play with MJ. I'm like, huh? He's like, we're gonna go as, he's a member at his club, Grove 23, and we went in and just had this most epic day drinking tequila sodas and smoking cigars with MJ. <laughs> it was worth the money I lost to me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and I guess, I guess Flashy, t so the fairways, you know better me, but where he hits it, they're, they're wider, right? Oh yeah, and then, yeah, and yeah. Then for the guys that farther, he narrows them out because he's designed, oh, he's designed, designed for him. Right? So, yeah, That's yeah, yeah. clever. And he, and he built, if you're a top 100 guy, he built the course after his favorite one, Shinnecock. So that's his favorite course. So yeah. right now it's a little, it's, it hasn't matured yet. So the fescue, you can see where it is gonna grow in and then look out. Like I was bombing it all over the course and luckily I could find my ball wherever, but when this fescue grows up, it'll play a lot like, like Shinnecock. Hilly, big greens, link yeah. style course. But, but you, you hit way far, further than I was him. pumping it by him. Yeah, because but then, you, go, you go like 3.30. Yeah, I I'll be pounded, I'll be pounded. Yeah, yeah. what, what I realized though is if you're gambling against the greatest of all time and you can't putt, you're yeah. gonna get smoked. Because yeah. he gets it, he's yeah. good. So yeah. Who's the best guy you've played golf with? Who's the one guy that you play with that you're like, holy? Well, I got a chance to play uh, with Tiger uh, oh, you did. In, okay. uh, in his foundation a little bit, but uh, best player. Well, now was it, how was it playing with Tiger? Pretty cool experience for you? It's or? pretty cool. He played only a few holes, not, not the whole round, yeah. but uh, you know, it's it, it, everything is so easy. Yeah, and know. we had actually a chance to go, at, which was more impressive. Before that, it was me and uh, uh, Tim Ryan, who was the president for the Ducks. Yeah. So we went to the ninth tee box, nine in the morning. 
and there was Fred Couples, uh, Joe Cook, uh, and Tiger, and me and Tim. And Tiger gave, gave us like a private uh, like routine how he does before the tournaments. He started hitting uh, certain clubs, and he said, "Okay, that tee box, my target, hit five shots in like two, three feet apart. Then he takes seven iron, hits like he, he's always told where he's gonna hit, and same thing, different shapes with the three wood, yeah. and then a couple bombs with the driver, and it was just something like you said, like." Crazy. Yeah. I mean, our buddy Casey, who's at TaylorMade, we went down to the kingdom, and he said when Tiger comes in there, he has like a window that he pretends to hit out of, and like he's trying to hit shots through that. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, not that one. Like the way he can see a yeah. golf ball, it's crazy. He filmed that uh, like, like four or five part little series that you could you could have bought on the PGA Tour. Yeah, app. where he showed you how to draw. And, and he cut. actually talked about the windows where he looks. Every shot is a grid, and yeah. it's like I'm going to put it through that window, and it's either going to draw or it's going to fade, and it's yeah. it's pretty wild. It's, Hopefully he's okay now. That yeah, was terrible yeah, thing, terrible. right? Yeah. So, so much. He has, he has been going through so much. Crazy, and then he needs man. that one. I know. This is weird. Um, so Couples is a member at Big Canyon. So maybe we'll set up me, you. Yeah, Freddie. I love Freddie. Yeah. How beautiful swing he has. Buddy, he still hits at 320. Easily. Yeah. 